Blog Talk Radio. Anyone want coffee? Hello, fellow book writers and caffeine fiends. Welcome to A Daily Cup of Joe, where you'll get to hear from publishing industry pros and affirm your inner bookworm. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of A Daily Cup of Joe. Wednesdays are discussions with attendees of Utopia who've had revelations while at the conference. Those writers who've been moved by the event to do more, be more, and accomplish things they never considered before attending. I'm Joe Michaels of the Joe Michaels blog, and I'm your host. Today, I have with me my bestie and fellow author, Tia Silverthorne-Bach. Tia was one of my partners in crime when creating the multiple award-winning novel, Fractured Glass, and she's in with me again for the creation of Seven. She's the author of the young adult shapeshifter, Tala Prophecy Series, which includes titles like Chasing Memories and Chasing Shadows. Her novella, Chasing Forgiveness, was nominated for an award at the fourth annual Utopia Award Ceremony for Best Companion Novella. We'll be talking about what got Tia into writing, what she took away from and learned at Utopia, and what she's working on now. Are you ready? Well, grab a cup of joe and let's get to it. Hi, Tia. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for joining me. I'm so excited to have you. I miss you so much. It's crazy. <laughs> I know it's just been so I miss June, you, but, too. Ugh. Oh, it's so bad. We're going to have to find a way to get together at some point between utopias. Too long. Absolutely. What's up today? Oh, I am just taking all the things I have learned and trying to apply them from Utopia, from all you awesome people that I've met from there. And sometimes I feel like my brain is almost brimming over with excitement to to just use all this stuff. So sometimes I feel a little hyper with it. (laughs) (laughs) I understand completely. It's like putting everything you learn into action. So I'm going to jump. You know I have some questions. I sent them to you before the show. So I'm going to jump right in there. Um, What revelations did you have while you were at Utopia? Oh, I feel like I had so many, but um, two really stand out to me from this past year. Um, This year I went into it. Last year I was a newbie. So this year I went in and was just like, I'm going to push myself. I had just come off of taking Janet Wallace's Stand Up, Stand Out, Rake It In course, which is amazing. And that Mm -hmm. opened my eyes to how fear was holding me back and kind of had me firmly in its grips. And I just decided I was going to push myself and be a lot more outgoing this year at Utopia. And um, Thanks to the first year where I met these amazing fractured glass ladies, you and Kelly Risser and Casey Bond and Nicole Green. Um, You guys convinced me to do the lip sync contest, which I was, as you guys knew, (laughs) I was terrified. I I couldn't believe that I was going to get up on stage in front of all these people, and dancing is not one of my better skills. So I remember thinking the night before and even walking up onto the stage that I was going to puke, that literally either I was going to puke or fall into the audience from fainting. And 
that I looked, I remember looking at you guys and then looking out at that crowd and realizing I was in a place that I belonged in a place that made me feel like I could do anything. And when I didn't die of a heart attack, like I originally suspected I might, I <laughs> I realized that you can survive doing things that make you afraid, that, that I did it. And what was going to be the worst thing if I did fall or mess up a line? And, of course, it helps to try on your bravery big girl pants when you're in a room full of people who get you, who understand but then the last day when Janet always welcomes everyone up to come and share what utopia means to them, which is always causes tears and makes all of us realize what it means to everyone and how we're all in this together. The year before, I remember watching it and thinking it was awesome, but there was no way I was going to walk up there. That was terrifying. <laughs> but this year, I had my 15-year-old daughter sitting next to me, and she'd fangirled the whole conference and running around. You know, you saw her. She was... She came yeah. to life. My shy girl at home came to life, and I didn't want to be an example of fear anymore. I wanted to show her bravery. I didn't just want to tell her to be brave. I wanted to show her. So I went up there, not knowing what I was going to say, except I knew one thing. Thanks to Janet's course, thanks to Utopia, thanks to you and my fractured glass ladies, and all the people I've met there, I was finally discovering me and Utopia, I said it then, it introduced me to the real Tia, and my daughter got to witness that. There there aren't enough words to tell you how my heart opened up to see that and to know I was welcomed into that community. Now, that's just an awesome story. I love it. Yes, bravery. I like that. Um, so what were is it, besides the lip sync contest obviously um <laughs> how did that change your mindset like once you realized you could do it and you did do it and you had done it and you succeeded and you did you did a really good job by the way um how did that change <laughs> you afterward have you are you still harboring those fears or have you decided to move past and just push forward like what what was the change there I think what it made me realize is that it's okay to be afraid of things. We're, we all have fears, especially of the unknown, things we haven't tried before. What it's not okay, at least for, that I've learned for me, is to let that keep you from doing it. It's okay to walk up there and feel like you might puke. That can be a good feeling sometimes, you know, a strong feeling, as long as you don't let it keep you from doing it. I think that's what Utopia has taught me. We all have fears. We all have doubts. We all have times where we think, I don't think I can write another word. But the difference between those who make a success out of it and those who struggle is that you, whether you let that fear stop you. And I remember coming off the stage from the lip sync, something I thought I could never do, that I was going to die, I was going to fall over and faint, you guys are going to have to scoop me up. All of a sudden I thought, oh, my gosh, I can do anything. Okay, put me back up there. You know, can we do this next year? Like, I remember thinking, you know, once once you realize that, especially in a such a supportive group like Utopia, what's, you know, there's no real fear of failure because everyone's going to lift you up, even if for nothing else that you got up there and sang a song. I mean, so I think that's the thing that I learned most is we all have fears, so you shouldn't kick yourself for having the fear. You just shouldn't let it rule you. You shouldn't let it stop you. Oh, I agree 150%. 
Absolutely. And it's it's easier to do things like that whenever you're surrounded by people that you know love you just for exactly who you are and will pick you up off the stage, put you back on your feet, dust you off and say, you are trying and I admire that. Right? Right. 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 <laughs> so besides the lip sync battle, which was obviously awesome, um, do you have a favorite activity or panel from 2015? Well, you know, it's funny. I enjoyed so much of it. I mean, there's so much that you mean to get around to and you don't because it's just so amazing and you don't know which way to go sometimes. I thought that some of the TED Talks were amazing. I think the thing that really stuck with me was Kim Holden's epic speech. I didn't. I was unaware. I don't know what dark corner I was living in, but I was unaware of her and, that, and the book The Bright Side. Um, and... When she got up and showed the video of her fans, who she called friends, which I thought was amazing, talking about doing epic and then pushing yourself and, and going beyond your fears and your doubts, I, I just it really impacted me. I, I just I, I remember leaving the room after she finished speaking and showing her video. That life, a life worth living is one where you do things to inspire yourself and others, that you don't let fear rule, um, that you stay open to all the beauty that's possible out there. And I went right home and read Bright Side, and I have to say that book was so powerful and helped me realize that even in your darkest moments and your scariest moments that you can have faith, and especially if you surround yourself with good people. I think that's so much of what Utopia is about, is surrounding yourself with people who lift you up. It's just mm-hmm. it's an amazing difference if you can find those people. Oh, I agree. This is the lifting. Lift as you climb. We, that's our mantra. Right. <laughs> right. So um, next year you're coming back, obviously, with me. I get to see you again. Yes. Hopefully for that. <laughs> but um, what are you most looking forward to, obviously, besides seeing me, obviously, um, in 2016? Right. <laughs> well, of course, on the top of my list is Joe Michaels, always. Um, <laughs> but I, there's so many people I love seeing. I always am eager to see who's coming, who's not, because that is such a great way to see everyone. We've done such amazing things with our fractured glass ladies there it's just been some amazing moments but secretly and i don't know why i'm looking forward to this tug of war thing i don't know what this is maybe it's the competition (laughs) thing like the lip sync but i'm all for this this tug of war i hope janet should be listening and put me somewhere on that tug of war team i don't know how that's going down but all of a sudden i'm ready i'm ready for the tug of war but I, i think I just know and trust at the end of the day that Janet and her crew are going to come up with all kinds of new inspiration and stuff that I'm going to be amazed by and something I, I even that I don't expect. Like usually what I found the most amazing is some of the stuff I wasn't expecting. So I, I just have full faith that everything's just going to be amazing and the fifth year is just going to rock it. Oh, yes. The war games will be awesome. So we will have to team up with Nicole and Kelly and Casey (laughs) and just rock it out again because we're like the dynamic five. So because I'm talking on fractured glass, let's um, let's jump on over there and let's talk a little bit about novel creation that has happened our last two years at Utopia. Do you think it would have been the same if we hadn't all met that first year? No, absolutely not. There's something about 
you can meet amazing people online, but there's something about sitting in a room like we did, and a room once, and the other time was on the back patio, and bouncing ideas and seeing excitement and realizing that you're all you're all like in tune to each other all of a sudden. I don't think I've ever had an experience like that where five women have sat together and one immediately clicked. Like we just all, I felt like we were all like at a family reunion and we had never all met ever before that first day. And the fact that we we just started brainstorming and we trusted each other, I've never had such a beautiful experience. And I think to have gotten to do it in person, we've not only built the foundation for some pretty awesome books, if I do say so myself, we have built Mm. friendships that I, I mean, you guys are family to me, and that doesn't come along a lot in a lifetime, and I think you just have to embrace it and be grateful for it. I agree. I think that Fractured Glass that. We created a whole new genre that nobody had ever done before, and I think it was just amazing. I don't even know how we pulled it off, to tell you the truth. It's just we worked so well together. I'm Yeah, and I'm so excited about the one that's coming up. Um, so for the listeners, let's, without spoilers, tell us a little <laughs> bit about you of the upcoming Collaborative 7. I want to know your time period and maybe, like, a little bit about your main character, his name, and, you know, these little juicy details. Well, what I I love most about what we decide to do as a group is we push each other, and we end up doing stuff that even I think at times we don't know if we can do. And so the fear element's not there because, one, we're supporting each other, and, two, we're pushing each other. So I, my time period Civil War. I've never done historical fiction. I've, I've done research and, and things for books, but not to this extent. Um, and Civil War is such an iconic part of history that people have strong feelings about, depending on where you're raised and um, mm-hmm. all those lovely things. And being a girl raised in the South, I certainly was taught different aspects of the history of Civil War than people probably <laughs> raised in the North. Um, but um, my main character is Thomas Samuel Anderson, and he's the middle brother of three. And he's married, and his wife's expecting, and he's, got, he's young, you know, and he's got all these big-time responsibilities, oh, and a war that he's been thrown into with his older brother. His father is on death's door, and there's just so much he's facing, and I love digging into a character, but then to add this iconic piece of history to it as well, it's it's a little overwhelming because I want to do justice to it, Um, but it's it's so much fun to get to explore another struggle. What I love exploring in my writing is characters and their struggles, and obviously a time period like the Civil War and brother against brother, and it, it's just such an, a great exploration of emotions and struggle. Yeah. You've never written from a male point of view either, have you? I have not. <laughs> so we're going to get to see some awesome stuff coming out of you yeah. Hey, you get to explore something new, right? So That's right. I'm embracing my, my inner male. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for for all the listeners out there, um we're gonna we plan to do a podcast with Tia, myself, Kelly, Casey, and Nicole, um, about the new book. So you guys will get a little peek into some of their stuff too. But I'm curious, what do you think listeners will get a kick out of most whenever we all get together and on, on the air? I think our camaraderie is just going to shine through. I think the fact that, 
You know, I imagine us someday in our rocking chairs many years down the road telling all these great stories to each other. And I think that's going to come across. I think we're just, we have an amazing way of bouncing off each other. Um, and I think our strengths really complement each other. There's no sense of of competition. We just come together really well. And I think you're going to hear that the way we bounce off and all of a sudden someone's talking, oh, wait, I know that too, and oh, what about this? And I think it's just there's going to be a sense of energy that's just going to come through. Oh, I'm I'm so excited for it. I can't wait. Now, Fractured Glass has won two awards. We were finalists in the um, Indie Book, Best Indie Book Awards, and I think it was Best Indie Book Awards. Correct me if I'm wrong here. And, well, we were finalists in Reader's Favor for Young Adult Science Fiction. Um, I know that you are an award-winning author on your own, so tell me what other awards you have won. So, and Fracture Glass was International Book Awards was the finalist for that. Yeah. Um, And then I, in 2011, was um, Depression Cookies, which is a novel I wrote with my mother, where it was a coming-of-age story where she wrote the mom's perspective and I wrote the 13, 14-year-old girl, um, which was such a special thing to get to do. I mean, to write with my mom and now to write with you, Fracture Glass Ladies, I've been a very lucky woman, but we won the Silver yeah. Realistic <laughs> Fiction for Depression Cookies and were a finalist in Chicklet in the Next Generation Awards. Um, and then in 2014, Chasing Shadows of my Teleprophecy series won or was named a finalist in um, Young Adult Paranormal. So I've I've been really fortunate. And Chasing Forgiveness was nominated for um, a Utopia Best Companion novella. So I've just been really fortunate that people seem to embrace my work so far, and I, I feel just so grateful for that. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, it pushes me to want to keep writing at that level. Right on. Um, Teleprophecy kicks butt, by the way, everyone. I'm editing the the next one, Chasing Destiny. You guys are going to completely flip out when you read that one um, for fans of the series. But I'm curious where the idea for the Teleprophecy series came from. i got to know. So I am a total character girl. I love exploring characters' transitions into adulthood, in particular, but transitions in general. Um, I've always thought the late teens and early 20s, such a beautiful time of having one foot in the innocence of childhood and one foot in that, you know, being enamored with the idea of growing up and responsibility. And probably helps that I have two teenage girls in my house and one 10-year-old who thinks she's a teenager. But... um, Uh You know, and I see them. I see them want so badly to jump forward and and grab onto life, but also be, oh, wait, I can still play Barbies. Um, And that's such a beautiful time, I think, in your life that you never quite get back once you have to full-on adult, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I think we get our strength and determination to find ourselves from our challenges in life. Everybody you know is facing some challenge. You may not understand it, but everyone faces an uphill battle of some kind. And I think so Mm -hmm. much of our lives is about how we deal with that, how we deal with change. So I like the idea of taking a young girl, Reagan, in the Teleprophecy series and throwing big obstacles at her. Not just, you know, we all have obstacles, but I thought like into the world and kind of stuff and (laughs) devils and 
you know, any, anything, something, she thinks she couldn't have even imagined, but also normal family issues. And I wanted to challenge her and see where she came out. And I'm one of those people that I've even been astounded by her strength. Like, I've really come to love her as a character because she's just, she faces it. And she's scared. And she, it's kind of that idea what I told you about Utopia. She's scared. And she has fears. Mm-hmm. But she's not going to let it rule her at the end of the day. And I'm living vicariously through her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Um, so I know that Reagan is named after your middle daughter, Reagan. Yeah. Uh, what made you use your daughter's names for some of the characters? Because I know that all three of them are in the book. Yes. So this is a funny story. Um, my oldest daughter, who was at Utopia, loves reading. She's always got a book in her hand. I never thought as a mother I'd yeah. be like, put the book down and eat, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so she's that kid. I never had to inspire her to read, and she's always seen me read. But then Reagan, my middle daughter, sports girl, lacrosse goalie, was like a book. Take it away, you know, fingers up with the cross symbol. And I'm like, okay, what can I do? I said, you know, I'm going to write a book after you. I've always loved the name Reagan, obviously. I name my child that. Um, and I wanted, to, I thought, Reagan, I'm making you a heroine. You're going to love this series. And she she finally has read the first two books. I'm happy to announce, and she likes them. Um, it, she's awesome. still waiting for her to embrace reading. But then once you name one character after one daughter, and so that I could live a peaceful life in my home, it made sense to then have <laughs> A couple other characters named after my children. But the funny thing is, these characters came to life because of that. My oldest daughter, Jackie, is an old soul. And so the grandmother, who's who's really the heart of the family in the Teleprophecy series, um, is named after Jackie. And then my baby girl, who is nothing but all full of spitfire, she got to be Madeline, who's just, who's, you know, Madeline in, in, the, in the books is the strong warrior who's just instinctually a warrior. And Sometimes she has a harder time embracing her emotional side, but you want her on your side in a fight, and that is my little pistol <laughs> baby girl. So that's where the names came from. Is, and now I have some of my um, nieces and nephews like, wait, I want to be in the books. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, no. <laughs> that's awesome. So they love it. Yes, and it's kind of cool. I think it makes them really get into it because I'll, you know, talk with them about scenes and stuff. And um, there's something that happens in the upcoming Chase and Destiny, which is a pretty big event that I don't want to spoil, that made my daughter cry. And and she, Jackie really um, helped me with that scene because she felt strongly about her character and how it was going to go. Yeah. Uh, I, I read that scene. Um, you have feedback. Anyway, uh, so, <laughs> so Kathy was at Utopia. Um, what was her favorite part of going? Jackie, I wish she was here to answer this because I think it would it would truly make people see the impact of Utopia. She is someone, when you're in high school, being the person who loves to read is not always the easiest path. Um, mm-hmm. And... We've moved a lot. My um, daughter has gone to like seven different schools, I think, as a 10th grader. And so sometimes she struggles to feel part of things. Um, And to be at Utopia, and I would see her walking around. She wasn't shy. People embraced her. I I just want to say a public thank you to everyone who spoke to my daughter because you made her feel so loved. And I saw a maturity in her 
that she said, I think in her mind she thought, this is okay. Maybe it's not the coolest thing to be a book lover right now back at my high school, but, you know, you're not going to be 15 forever. In the adult world, there's you find your place. You find it. And I think for her and me as her mom to see her have that realization that, we all have to find our place. And the fact that she's finding it already, and it's taken me so many more years to find it, I'm just proud. I'm proud. And and, and so many people were just amazing to her. I mean, she thinks of you as Aunt Jo, so that'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me happy. I love her to death. Um, she hung out with my niece a lot, Allie. Uh, I noticed they still keep in touch. And I think that they yes. both needed that that other book friend connection, which is another thing Utopia brings you. It brings you book friends. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they they were the same. I liked I liked it. I liked watching them together because they were a lot alike. Um, and I think Utopia really brought it out of them. Absolutely. So if you could give a new Utopian, somebody who's coming to the conference for the very first time, if you could sit them down and give them some advice, what would you tell them? Oh, I wish that's what we should have. That's that's actually what we should have. Like a not like um, you know, like in sorority, sometimes they'll have like big sisters for the little sisters who come in. Like we should have mm-hmm. that because I wish somebody would have sat me down and said, "Okay, you know, you're a newbie. Here's what you could like before you even showed up. That called you and say, oh, 'Oh, I'm a veteran utopian. Here's what you need to know.' Um, I think the biggest thing is to jump in. Jump in and know. It makes me think of the scene in the Divergent movie, you know, when she jumps into that and she can't see anything and they just tell her to jump. And ultimately there's a net at the bottom, but she doesn't know. Mm -hmm. That's what utopia is. You just have to kind of fall backwards and know they're all going to catch you. And I think that if you could just go in and be open to that right away and not be afraid, you know, maybe have a couple of people picked out right before you go that you've known online and say, I'm going to find you and I'm going to hug you and, just break that yeah. ice right away and, you know, not be afraid because I, I can tell you people are going to open their arms. People are going to hug you back, and you're going to feel a part of it. So don't be afraid to just jump in and experience it because if you hang out on the outer edges, you well, someone will eventually find you, but if you could just jump mm-hmm. in right away, it, it will be life-changing. Yeah, and everyone who's listening, if you haven't yet, if you're coming to Utopia, go join the Facebook group. It's an unofficial Facebook group, but it's We Are Going to Utopia. And we met a lot of people there before we went the first year, and I have to say it it completely changed the way I looked at things and the way I approached Utopia, period. And, of course, I knew I was going to be there with Tia, so that helped. (laughs) So if you can bring a friend, that's amazing. But if you don't know anybody, that group is far and away the best thing you could do for yourself yeah absolutely maybe we could find that mentor maybe we could set that up that might be something that we could do you know unofficially that would be really cool i think great idea great advice i love that so much (laughs) okay well we are out of time for today but oh you were such an amazing guest i really appreciate you giving me your half hour Oh, thank you for having me. Any time I get with you is a good time. <laughs> I can't wait for our podcast where we get on and we talk about Fractured Glass and Seven and we just have some fun and laugh because you guys will see like, the laughter between the five of us is palpable. It's, it's the excitement. It's the 
energy and without Utopia, I never would have met you ladies. And I thank that conference every single day for bringing you all into my life. You are so special to me. You really have no idea. I try to tell you, but I know you don't know <laughs> the full extent of it. It it really has changed my life for the better. <clears throat> so thank you. Oh, absolutely. Love you, lady. <laughs> Love you too. Okay. Everybody, uh, Tia, thank you so much for joining me today. Everybody out there, be sure and tune in Friday for Utopia Resolutions, hosted by the dynamic duo Ashley Bodette and Maria Peace. And be sure and give Tia a follow via the social media sites listed in the description of the show. You can also pick up a copy of Facing Forgiveness there. Thanks for listening to A Daily Cup of Joe, and have a wonderful day.